0: Ninja, Fox two. Ninja, Fox two. Ninja, out zero. zero okay, and welcome back to Fast Ship Performance. There, my name is Tim Davies. I've got a podcast for you. This one is not too long. I think it's going to take about five minutes. Well, the podcast will take longer, of course, because I just amble all over the place, like I normally do. But the actual writing, which you can find on fastshipperformance.com, is an essay. It's only about three A four sides. It's not too much. It's quite a condensed. Message, and I think it's um, will be useful to people who are wandering around aimlessly in life, like sheep on a hillside, getting their heads trapped in all those fences and everything else. Let's go straight into it, and then when I've finished, I want to talk you through a little bit about the ending, and kind of drag the a little bit out, give you a bit of flesh on the bones, and hopefully we can add some value that is tangible within this narrative that you will hear. Okay, cool. Uh, It's called Why Ninety Nine Percent of People Don't Ever Get What they want. What would you say if I said you could be anything you wanted to be right now, today? A famous movie actress, an award winning scientist, or a sports star who just got signed to their favourite team. All you have to do is choose. Now, imagine you've been invited over to a friend's house for dinner. You check your diary, you're free that night, and some of your buddies are going too, so you accept. As the night approaches, you think about what to wear. How you are getting there and who you might know. The night arrives, you turn up and thank your friend for the invite. They introduce you to the room, and it turns out you know most of the people there. The food comes out, you all chat away merrily, and eventually everyone leaves the table to carry on in the lounge. You nip to the kitchen to fill your glass, and when you return, you find yourself briefly without anyone to talk to, and just then a young lady approaches and asks what you do. Oh, you say, I'm in sales, or something equally vague. Is that what you always wanted to do, she asks. Now you think about it, it isn't what you wanted to do, and in return, she says that she thinks she might be able to help you. With what, you ask? With the problem we all have, she says, living the life we want to live. This throws you a little, so you take a moment to think. Okay you say, how does it work? Over the next 10 minutes she tells you a story about how once a year she gets to grant a wish to just one person. She says that if you tell her what you want to be in life she can make it happen instantly. Obviously you think this person must be mad but as you are a little tipsy you decide to play along. The more she thinks, the more you start to believe what she is saying until she convinces you that she does have the ability to change your life right now, in this instant, and forevermore. All you must do is tell her what you want to be in life. It's that simple. She looks at you quizzically. So, she says, what's it to be? Do you want to be a wealthy hedge fund manager, a well-paid airline pilot, a famous musician, an acclaimed artiste? Any of these things I can do for you right here and now, but it will be forever. It's not reversible and your history will also be altered. By all means, keep your family and friends, but they will forever have known you as the celebrity or the high achiever you now are. Your past will match your future. This is amazing, you think. I must be the luckiest guy in the world. But as she stands awaiting your answer, you soon realize that you have absolutely no idea what you want to be or to achieve in life. You look away and start to rack your brain for answers. All sorts of thoughts go through your head. I could be a rock star, an astronaut, a famous writer, a super wealthy internet guy, or a TV celebrity you ponder. But the truth is that you have absolutely no idea. Minutes pass before you look back at your new friend. You're not alone, she says. Every year I get to do this one thing for someone and I've never met anyone who knows what they want to do with their life. Why don't you take the challenge now? Look at your watch and take 30 seconds before saying out loud what your answer would be. I'm now going to wait for 30 seconds. So we're literally going to pause this for 30 seconds and I'll come back on in 30 seconds. I'll count you down. Have a think about what you want to be. Clock runs. 20 seconds left. 10 seconds left. Three, two, one. Hack ninjas, okay? Should now know what it is, okay? So why don't you say out loud now what your answer would be? It's difficult, isn't it? Don't worry. You're no different from 99% of the people out there. They let their ideal life pass them by because of just two reasons. One, they never build the necessary habits, systems, and processes to get there. Two, they don't know where there actually is. Imagine jumping into your car and trying to enter the destination into the sat nav only to realize that you don't know what it is. Successful people make sure they know where they are going before they start driving, whereas most people Start off hoping that a destination will just turn up along the way. Most people want to achieve something in life, yet they have absolutely no idea what it is. Have you ever gone food shopping without a shopping list? You drift around the supermarket reaching out for whatever takes your fancy. You have no plan and when you unpack the food at home, it shows. Whilst unplanned shopping means you make poor choices in the supermarket and driving without a destination gets you lost, the top 1% take the right roads and follow their plan to get them to where they want to be. They do this because they have created processes, systems and habits. This is the key to being in the 1% to adopt daily habits and not to focus on goals. If you want to lose weight and get fit, then furiously working out until you hit your target weight is a painful way to get what you want. You need to develop a habit of healthy eating too. So how do you create habits? Quote, a habit is a method your brain uses to solve the problems of life with less energy or effort than you otherwise would need. That's from a guy called James Clear who wrote a book called Atomic Habits. Now, James Clear, he is the author of Atomic Habits, says to create a new habit, you must start small. If you want to go to the gym seven days a week, then for the first six weeks, start with just driving there, going in and doing a half exercise for just five minutes before leaving and going home. For those those wishing to start running first thing in the morning, I tell my clients to lay out their running kit the night before, put it on when they wake up and just walk to the end of the garden and back for the first week, before they eventually try to run. This teaches your mind a new routine. It tells it that you're a person who goes to the gym or goes for a run and this lays the critical foundation from which to reinforce your new habit. Now one, this is five points here guys. One, start with a small habit that takes two to five minutes or less to do. Two, increase your habits in small ways. One percent each day. Three, as you build, break habits into chunks, make them manageable and match the skill required to the challenge set. Four, when you slip, get back on track. Never more than two days failed in a row. And the last one, five, be patient and stick to a pace you can sustain. Most importantly, Remember that tomorrow is the first day of the rest of your life. And all you have to do is to think about what you want to be. Picture what you want in life. Put your new habits in place and work towards what you want to achieve. At least then, when you're at a friend's dinner party and a genie asks you what you want to do with your life, you can tell her that you are creating habits that let you work towards reaching your full potential. And that is the end. Now, as I said, if, you're, if you are down in a rut and you're needing some help, then you can email me at timoffastyearperformance.com and you can ask about my spin recovery course. That's where I take a small group of people through a 10-week realignment program to help them develop a new mindset based around success and personal slash group accountability, okay? Uh, I think the next one starts January the 26th, end of January. There's only six people on it, okay? If you want to be one of those, I think I have two places left. It could be could be two I think it's two places I think it is two places left on that course Um, and then obviously 10 weeks later another one's gonna another one's gonna start so if you want to be on that give me a call let's go over those last five points then this is about habits I'm not interested in goals I'm interested in habit when I ran a marathon back in 2011 with my wife you don't wake up the first morning uh, at half past four in the morning and run 26.2 miles never going to work out for you you've got to break it down so let's have a look at that then and let's break down how uh, I end up running a marathon. In uh, Berlin, with my wife uh, and what we did, so let's talk about habits that we had to form in order to get that done all right and this is what James Clear is saying in his book Atomic Habits um let's have a look at this so he's saying the first one one start with a small habit that takes two to five minutes or less to do, and that's why I tell people that I coach and groups that I coach um, if you want to do something you've got to make it small okay you've got to make it small you can't replace you can't go vegetarian from being a carnivore or whatever on that kind of diet, you know, and, and eat all the meat, you can't just change it out. Your mind's going to reject it. So just introduce. That's what we're looking to do. A lot of people want to get into fitness. They want to change their lives around a little bit like that. And what I'm saying is you've got to break it down. Okay. And this is obviously what James Clear is saying in the same way, obviously stealing all my work, James, thank you. Um, he's saying that you have to uh, just go to the gym, do five minutes and come back because that turns you into someone that goes to the gym. And what it does, it gets you used to getting in the car, especially when it's a bit icy, uh, maybe you've got to defrost it, you, you drive to the gym, it shows you the route you've got to go, uh, it shows you going into the gym, you, you're handing a pass over, you're checking in, you're walking upstairs, you're being a bit embarrassed you walk in there because everyone else is a bit fitter than you, and you're only there for five minutes, it doesn't matter, and then you reverse the process. And what that does, that first stage of start with a small habit that takes two to five minutes or less to do, is it normalizes the process. It normalizes everything, okay? And that's the great thing it allows you then to go on to step two without the burden of having to work out how to wake up in the morning and get to the car and drive the route and go into the door and feel embarrassed because that stuff's been done for about six weeks already. And that's really important. I look at that like the foundation. That step one is get everything else done apart from you going in. Now, I when I used to have interviews when I first came out of the military, uh, we don't interview much in the military, I was in the military 20 years, so you get a bit nervous. So what I used to do is to make sure I performed best in my interview, is I'd literally drive, I'd, I'd wake up one morning, I'd have a run through of the interview first. I wouldn't actually go into an interview, but I might even drive to the building, I'd get trained to the building where I'm going to be interviewed. So I, I, I know the process of me getting up, getting changed into a suit, which is not normal for me, because I normally wore a flight suit. Um, getting on a train, getting off, working out a taxi or maybe walking to the venue. And I'd even go indoors sometimes and just ask the receptionist like the time or or um, is this the right building or make up something and then reverse the process. So when it came for the day of the interview, I knew exactly what I was going to do. The interview was the bit I could focus on and the administration area was taken care of. Does that make sense? So I wasn't burdened by too much. I was burdened by the one thing I had to do, which was be there apparent in the interview. You've got some great tools online for this now, guys, as well. So you can use Google Earth to examine the building. You can rotate the camera to see what the front of the building looks like. All these little things make it easier on your mind because you're accepting everything outside of the actual event you need to do. Okay, so that first one then, start with small habits. that takes two to five minutes or less than do. And I used a, a thing in this here where James says to go to the gym and just drive to the gym, five minutes in the gym, drive back that is the most crucial step out of habit forming that I I could see okay out of anything you can use anything four to six weeks just do that you can do it less but of course you then reduce the chance of you sustaining this habit and this this sustaining part is step five let's look at two three four then shall we of course Tim let's look at that right step two then increase your habits in a small way 1% 1% each day. And that's what's important here. I mean, don't go from five minutes to six minutes or whatever it is or whatever the percentage terms there. But what he's saying is don't just leap from from five minutes in the gym into like a full hour, okay? Go five minutes, maybe in into 15 now keep it manageable you're really trying every time you do this it's like pouring more cement into the foundation of your building your your building which is you okay you're the the deeper that foundation the more chance of that habit sticking if you rush it it's like rush it at your peril all right if you want something that's going to stick you want a habit that's going to stick you've got to put that groundwork in you got to put the. Anyone that's given up smoking or drinking, or anyone that's hit the gym and, and had a new life, will tell you that exactly. It's easier if you take it in real small steps, because your brain will react and will adjust much readily, much more readily if you do that than if you just try and flip. All right, if you just break it down. I'm not saying break it down smoking everything like that. These things are uh, addictive, and this is very different. I'm talking about when you adopt a new habit into your life, okay? It might be reading, it might be, I don't know, playing less video games. You gotta do it in incremental steps. So step two, increase your habits in small ways. Don't load yourself up. So step one, step two. So start with a small habit, step one, and then increase your habits in small ways, step two. Step three, as you build, break your habits off into chunks. Now, this is about making them manageable and matching the skill required to the challenge set. If you've been listening to my podcast in the past, when I talk about challenge and skill, the last one I think I did about my father uh, as an armed response firearms officer, uh, what they found when my father um, had biometrics put on him was that his heart rate would drop. Um, the heart, His heart rate would drop as he approached the position of maximum violence. That makes sense. Now, he was... Um, he was a Royal Marine. He'd done special boat service uh, training with SF forces, all you know, that kind of stuff. And so he's very used to being in dynamic environments. And then when they put him into police firearms at the age of 40-something, um, of course, he was very familiar with that, as was his partner. So when they approached uh, the, the point at which, in, especially in Kielhausen and stuff, where they were engaging with the, um, with the assailant, in effect, the heart rate would drop because they were entering something called a flow state. Their skill set as firearms officers was obviously high because they'd been soldiers before. And the challenge then, when they started being engaged by an assailant, an armed assailant, matched, all of a sudden came up and matched that challenge. And if you look at what high challenge and high skill is, it's flow, all right? There's control around there as well. There's some other aspects, but that's flow. So what it's saying here is you build and you break your habits into chunks. This is the third step. You make them manageable and you match the skill required to the challenge set. So now we can say uh, running a marathon isn't a very good example of this, but if you were in the gym, for example, um, and you're asking a dude, you're like, I really want to kind of blow out my chest here and, and get on that that um bench press, but I'm, I don't know the correct techniques and you really are a novice, he's not going to load you up massively, is he? Because if he does, say he goes, yeah, dude, here's like 200 pounds. You're going to go off that real quick. You can't lift it. You can do two of them before you're dead. You've always got to have someone spotting you. You're like, I'm done, I'm done. But if he gives you too light a weight as well, and you're like, this is easy, I can do 40 of these. It's like, well, that's no challenge, is it? So you've got to make that match that skill, which is why people say when you're lifting weights, 12 reps is ideal, depending on what you're going for, gains or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. That's why challenge skill, you want to get into that kind of zone, into that flow, because that will keep you coming back. We're building a skill. We're building a habit here. Sorry, guys. Okay, building a habit. So keep yourself challenged. Don't over-challenge because you won't want to do it. And if it's too easy, you won't be engaged either. Now, step four, when you slip, get on back get on track, sorry, or get back on track. When you slip, get back on track. Never more than two failed days in a row, okay? Everyone fails, everyone trips up. Believe me, I see it. I see people engage with me, they're writing to me, they're calling me up, they're they're coming up, they're falling off the wagon, whatever it might be, okay? And that's fine, we can do that, but we've got to put some mindset in about this, okay? When you slip, get back on track. Everyone understands that. You can slip, that's fine. Recalibrate. Get back on track, get back on it, okay? You put the work in. Step five, and this is the last one, and it's pretty sensible. It's be patient and stick to a pace you can sustain. That makes sense? Just stick to a pace. Yeah, you've got to sometimes take some time out, whatever, that's fine. But stick to a nice pace, okay? It's your habit that you're developing. No one else is. Don't listen to what anyone says. And by the way, when you do develop habits, when you do, do something different to everyone else, you're going to get pushed back you'll get people reaching out to pull you back down to where you were. I see it a lot, okay, with the clients that I brief, and the clients that I educate through the Spin Recovery Program. People will call me up. They will, they will, it's a 24-hour, 24-7 service that I, that I do, of course, for 10 weeks. And they will say, look, I've had this happen. And I have to rebrief them. I say, well, are you doing this for that person? Are you doing it for your mother? Are you doing it for your partner? No, you're not. You're doing it for yourself. Don't be rude to people outside of this. But remember, the habit is for you, not for someone else. So just be patient Take your time and stick to a pace you can sustain. I will recap for you because that's what you're asking. It's pretty simple. Start with a small habit. Whatever habit you're trying to develop, make it really small. Take a portion of that only, okay? That frees up cognitive load in the brain and everything else. Increase the habit in a small way incrementally. As you build, break into chunks. Just make the challenges match the skill. If you slip up, get back on track. Don't be an idiot and be patient, all right? That's the key there. That's all I've got for you. I don't know how long this is because uh, I updated my Mac and it's. I'm using GarageBand for some crazy thing. And then I've got to go and put it into Final Cut Pro and, well, my life, what's going on? Either way, if you are finding yourself stuck in a bit of a rut, guys, Tim at FastShipPerformance.com. Okay, ask about the Spin Recovery Program. It is a four-figure course. It's not hectic. It's over 10 weeks. All right, there's about six people on the course. I think it's four already. There's six people. Is That's all I take. And I'd be going through a whole 10 week realignment program. Okay. And what we do is we, and actually, I must admit, the next one, 26th of Jan, is a pretty good one to be on because it's a whole new year, of course. And we're going to develop this all the way through the year. You'll be right set at the beginning of the year. And we develop a mindset around um, success and personal, but group accountability also group accountability, okay? You can read literature on that about how much more you're ready to do something if you are in a group of doing it. And if you were looking to get fit in the new year, okay, guys, um, it's hard to do by yourself. I would put yourself in in programs uh, uh, such as spin classes, maybe join a jujitsu class, anything where there's other people there that are expecting you to turn up. That makes sense? Because you're more likely to turn up if someone's waiting for you to turn up. All right. Look, I really appreciate it. I'm going to put this one out tonight. I'll put it up online. Obviously, there's the writing and then there is this podcast for you anyway. All right. If I don't hear from you or you don't hear from me before Christmas... Go and rock out. Have a good one, okay. Remember, first of Jan we start again, okay. Twelve mores. You want to get in the twelve months of the awesome warrior? Jump in that. That's on Facebook. Uh, look for groups. Twelve months of the awesome warrior. Every month we go through a whole new thing. And next year we start off January again. Positively January. We talk about that band on the wristband. Everything swapping over when you're not positive. And we're going to drive through twelve months of awesomeness next year. Um, I should have that book coming out. Have books a nightmare. I've ended up writing two books in parallel. Don't go there, please. If you want advice on reading a book, you can write to me and waste my time or you can let me now tell you to not do it. That's probably the best thing. Don't do it. All right, that should be coming out next year anyway. Uh, Guys, any question you got, all right? Tim at Fast Performance. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Happy Christmas. (laughs)